Hi everyone, welcome to Conservation Chronicles. I'm Jonah, and this week I'm bringing you my second newsflash episode with some quick highlights in conservation news in the past couple weeks. Um, so I'm just going to get right into it. I um, just wanted to sort of provide an update on the Texas border wall situation that I told you about in the last newsflash episode. Um, not really much to report on the conservation front, but the construction of the wall has begun in the lower Rio Grande Valley National Wildlife Refuge in South Texas, and basically news on that is just ongoing. So I just encourage you to follow the No Border Wall Facebook group um, for pretty much daily updates on news and articles uh, regarding the issue. Um, second story is about um, a seizure of turtles in the Philippines. So customs officials seized four suitcases full of about 1,500 duct tape wrapped turtles at the Manila International Airport in the Philippines just at the beginning of March. And the suitcases, which belonged to a Filipino passenger arriving from Hong Kong, were abandoned at the arrival area of the airport after the trafficker slash passenger apparently learned of the vigilance of the customs authorities, so they just um, took off. And the seizure, which was estimated to be worth 86,000 U.S. dollars, included threatened species like the Indian star tortoise, which is very commonly trafficked, the red-footed tortoise, and the African spurred tortoise, as well as the red-eared slider, which is one of the most widely traded and invasive turtles in the world. Um, the trafficker was identified since the suitcases were obviously linked to their plane ticket and they haven't been caught yet, but if they are, they face up to two years in jail and 3,800 US dollars in fines. And this is actually the second wildlife trafficking bust by Philippines officials so far this year, the first of which was a seizure of 63 iguanas, chameleons, and bearded dragons. Um, the next story is from an Audubon um, article, and it's about the hemlock woolly adelgid, which is an invasive insect um, from Asia. So last month, researchers from the University of Connecticut published the first paper on how migrant songbirds actually act as dispersal agents for the invasive hemlock woolly adelgid. So the adelgid is an insect that's about the size of a grain of pepper, and it feeds on the sap of hemlock trees, which leads to mass die-off of hemlock forests. And the species was introduced to North America, specifically to Virginia, in the 1950s from Japanese nursery plants, and since then, the insect has just spread rapidly throughout the Northeast and in the last couple of years actually even reached Nova Scotia. And the study by people from University of Connecticut um, caught 
songbirds and sprayed them with compressed air to remove any pests from their feathers, and they ended up finding that 9% of the 450 birds they captured carried the woolly adelgids or their eggs, uh, thus identifying these migrant birds as a likely cause for the adelgids' rapid and large expansion. And since billions of birds migrate throughout this region, these findings are actually pretty concerning for the health of hemlock ecosystems. Hemlocks are considered foundational species, which means that many other plants and animals rely on them. And other research has actually already shown that there's been about a 30% decline in some hemlock-dependent birds like Acadian flycatchers, blue-headed vireos, and black-throated green warblers. Uh, Moving to Australia, where researchers from Queensland University recently published a paper on a new technique for surveying koala populations. Koalas are notoriously difficult to detect because they live in dense eucalyptus canopies, and so the authors of this study used infrared imaging drones to pick up heat signatures of koalas in order to actually count them. And then they're able to use an algorithm to distinguish the heat signatures of koalas from other wildlife. And they even found that this drone method was more accurate at counting koalas than using human surveyors. So we always like to feature um, technology on the podcast, and this is just a really awesome example of how advances in technology have significant application for wildlife research and conservation. The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service just announced that it was going to list the northern subspecies of the scarlet macaw as endangered under the Endangered Species Act. And even though the IUCN classifies the scarlet macaw as least concern, habitat and severe wildlife trafficking has led to um, a decline in the northern population, which is found in Central America and also a significant shrink in their range, um, a significant uh, contraction of their geographic range in Central America. So even though scarlet macaws aren't native to the United States, um, listing them on the Endangered Species Act will establish protection in the U.S.'s jurisdiction by prohibiting import and export and international commerce and um, interstate trade. So we've talked about the the parrot trade on the podcast before, so uh, frequent listeners will probably realize that this is a really important step in addressing the issues of this trade, and um, in this case, specifically protecting the Central American population of scarlet macaws. And then finally, um, a remote camera in Jebel Hafit National Park in the United Arab Emirates recently captured photos of the first Arabian caracal in Abu Dhabi in 35 years. So that if you are unfamiliar with caracal, the Arabian caracal is an extremely rare subspecies of cat. Um, caracal is the species. Um, they're sort of um, like a small to medium-sized lynx-like cat. Um, And the Arabian subspecies was actually once even considered to be extinct in the wild. So it's still very rare, not extinct in the wild, but um, 
there's a limited number of records in the United Arab Emirates, so um, this finding is pretty significant. And the population is very small because of poaching and habitat loss. So this discovery has prompted wildlife officials to intensify their efforts of um, camera trapping to maybe even estimate a local population size of the rare cat. So that's all the news I have for you this week. Um, if you want to learn more about the podcast in case this is, this is the first time you've ever listened to it, you can go to conservationchronicles.podbean.com. You can find us on Instagram or Facebook, or you can email us at conservationchronicles at gmail.com. And um, look out next week for a regular episode with Mariana and myself.